Welcome to New Destiny Christian Center's Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Teresa Verdecchio. If you want to find more information about our ministry, please visit us online at www.newdestinychristiancenter.com. Because you um, have it, this image in your mind painted and quite successfully by the enemy that you cannot please this God. But something in you loves him. Something in you wants to draw close to him. Something in you wants to please him. But the enemy is telling you, here's your rules. This is what you have to do. And we bypass. And unfortunately, so many times when we come into Christianity, we are not taught correctly that, wait, there's a whole relationship that the whole reason that God created man in the first place is because he wanted a family. He put them in the garden. And I know we read that really quick and we think he put them in the garden. Boom, they fell and it was all over. No, it was a very... uh, It was an extended amount of time. Adam named the animals. He tended to the garden. He was familiar with it. Uh, The Lord saw that everyone had somebody but the man, put him in a deep sleep, created the woman. They walked with him in the cool of the evening. There There was time. We don't know how long it was because the Bible says that a day to the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. And have you ever been in the middle of the trial and you're like, oh no, I'm in one of the days of the Lord. This is going to be a thousand years. Have you ever felt that? And so you can imagine the perspective of God when we give up after 10 months or even after 10 years. Because he's like, that's been like 10 minutes. No hang time. These humans have no hang time. And so the whole thing is God wanted a family. So imagine his heart. Imagine even though he knew, because he always deals with us as an individual. He always deals with us in the context of relationship. Imagine the first time he went into the garden in the cool of the evening to walk with Adam and Eve and to have fellowship with them. And he had to say, Adam... Adam, where are you? Adam, the first time man hid from God. Imagine what went through his heart. Imagine the heartache. And he, he, he's a good father. Your kids ever do something, you know what they did before they copped to it? And there's a few kids in here, listen to me. When your parents ask you something, they already know the answer. Do not lie. Because that's where you get fried is when you lie. Like, if you cop to it, you know, I've taught my grandson new day, new mercies, because I had to teach him a character lesson. So today, we're FaceTiming. He does something wrong, and he said, Mom, Gammy always says new day, new mercy. I was like, oh, Lord. (laughs) Now she's going to have to introduce a little bit of truth into that message of grace, but that's between them. So God, he knew what they had done. And then they, uh, we hid ourselves because we were naked and we felt ashamed. Hey, who told you you were naked? Sin had entered in. And the first thing that they wanted to break with was God and fellowship because that's the nature of that thing. And so understand, when you go over into John 15, Jesus is all about abiding 
unbroken, abiding fellowship. Isn't that what your heart longs for? Don't you love those moments? Like tonight, he draws near with his presence. You feel him. You, you, are, you are invigorated. You are strengthened. You're like, oh, I can go on. I feel his presence. He's the strength of my heart. He's the strength of my life. He's got me. He's got me hemmed in. I feel his glory. It's all going to work out. I don't know how, but I know who. I mean, he encourages you when you are in his presence because he's after unbroken, abiding fellowship just like we are because Jesus came and he modeled it and he taught it and if you've been following the teaching how do you stay in unbroken abiding fellowship and it is exactly the opposite of what our forefathers Adam and Eve did our first parents it is how do you stay in my love he says you stay in my love by obeying my commands and so sin is a deceiving agent because it'll paint a glorious picture for you. And the whole time, if you can sit there and if you can just put this in your theology deep inside and wait, oh, 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 I don't care how good you look. I don't care what package you come in. You are sin and your whole purpose, regardless of the thrilling ride you're offering me, regardless of all the tantalizing ooh, 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 regardless of all the appeals to what is not yet dead in my flesh, you are going to lead to a breaking in my relationship and my fellowship with God. Oh, but Pastor Teresa, he's so cute. When they tell me that, or, oh, no, she's the one. Like, she, she has nothing left. There's no mystery even to her. <laughs> oh, I just know. You can't tell me. And I always pray, Lord, open their eyes and let them see. There was somebody I know that uh, she was dealing, she was actually married, had children, and she was dealing with same-sex attraction to one of her friends. And we prayed and that she would see that under this whole thing, it all looked glorious, it looked beautiful. And under the thing, there was a vision that was given to where under the skin of the beauty or whatever it was she was attracted to, or however the enemy hooked her soul, there was this hideous demon on the, that was right below the surface of that thing that was there to destroy her if she took the bait. And after the prophetic warning, she did not take the bait, and she got free from that thing and got unhooked from that thing. The devil is an angel of light. He will come. He will deceive you. And I'm telling you, if you do it God's way, you'll be blessed. If you try to cheat, you will never be blessed. The devil is a liar. He is a deceiver. He has a deceiving agent about him. And you and I have to remember, he used to be our father. Pastor Teresa, how could you say that? We are all the children of God. No, no. We are all the creation of God. But according to scripture, unless and until we are born again and born into the spirit, we are the creation of God, we're not the children of God. Otherwise, why would he tell very religious people, mind you, this? so this should probably alarm us, why would he tell them, you are of your father, the devil, who was a murderer from the beginning of time. And so he told the Pharisees, your daddy is the devil. They were indignant, how dare you say that? Because religious people do get indignant. And Colossians tells us that we are translated from the kingdom of darkness, 
That's what happens when you're born again. That's why there needs to be fruit on your tree if you claim that you're born again. That you're literally translated from the kingdom of darkness and you're translated over into the kingdom of light. First Peter says that we have the, the divine seed or the divine sperm of God living on the inside of us that he becomes our father. And Jesus' whole assignment, what it consumed him, his commission, and he says that, 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 that he, he came to fulfill what God told him to do. That was his crowning joy achievement. You can even see it in his prayer in John 17. Father, I've done what you told me to do, and not one of them were lost except the son of perdition. And then he goes on to pray for their work, but also he goes to pray for us you and I in this room, there's literally a prayer recorded where Jesus prayed for us that we would believe on him. And he prayed for us before we ever came to know him. See, God's all about a family. He's all about fellowship. Jesus was all about revealing his father to us, but yet he was getting ready to go away. So this is where we're going to pick up this abiding series at tonight. He, is a, he, he goes through, he tells them, this is how you abide in me, you continue in my love, and let me just preface it and say, because it's hateful out there, amen, what goes on in the world is not allowed in the kingdom, all right? We do not hate, because if you hate, you got murder in your heart, and according to 1 John, the apostle of love, by the way, he said that if you hate your brother, you're a murderer, and no murderer has eternal life dwelling and abiding in him. So if you hate them because they robbed you, they cheated you, they've stolen from you, if you hate them because they even sinned against you, I mean, this stuff gets real. If you hate them because of their skin color or ethnicity, if you hate anybody, you are a murderer. And uh, he says that you are of your father, the devil. And he also says, you know, just like Cain, the evil one who was of his father, he murdered from the beginning. So the devil is a murderer. We know this by, by uh, what Jesus said in John 10:10 that the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And so do what the Bible tells us to do, even in 2020. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Well, I just don't believe that. Well, you work it out. I don't know how you like cut and paste the Bible, but you know, you do you, boo. But on that day, I'm going to go Genesis to Revelation. I want the word of God to judge me now in this life because Corinthians tells us that if we judge ourselves, we will not be judged. Why? Because we came under the judgment of Jesus. Jesus took our judgment. But once you do get born again, and there is that transformation that you switch fathers, that's why you have the whole concept and story, that we are adopted into the family of God, that he is Abba Father. You can see that extensively in Romans 8. He becomes our father. We're adopted into his family. We are born again. We receive a new nature. We become a partaker of his nature. And then we can fellowship with God the Father in unbroken abiding fellowship you can only point to a break in jesus's relationship with god the father one time and that was when he was on the cross and paul gives us great insight in, in it in i believe it's second corinthians 5 17 uh, where he says for he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. It was at that great moment when all the sin, just think about your own sin, everything you've ever said and done and thought that you would not want uh, on, on some huge screen behind me, right? As we all sit here and pass out popcorn and watch This Was Your Life. Who would go first? That's what I thought. Just think about your own sins alone. That was all laid upon See, Jesus just didn't bear our sin. He became 
sin. Everything. And that's why we get to go free, uninhibited, not guilty, not condemned, because when all of our sin went on him, he gave us all his righteousness. Which means we can go into the presence of his father because he made his father our father. He says, my God and your God. That's what he said. Hey, Mary, go tell them. Got to send them my God and your God. He now made a way. He bridged the gap. He gave us his righteousness so that we can go into the presence of Father God. He sees us. He sees Jesus. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. And we can go in as if we've never, ever sinned. We're justified by faith. Justification's a big fancy word. It means just as if it never happened. Just as if any of that sin never happened. Why? Because the blood of Jesus washes it away. So the only time you can point to a break in relationship between Jesus and the Father and even a break in their fellowship was when he literally became sin. He became me on that cross. He became you on that cross. He became everyone from Adam all the way to the last person that will be born. He became them so he could redeem them and make his father, their father, give us right standing, make us righteous and holy so we can literally have a prayer life. And so that's why John 16 gets exciting because you can stand and go into the presence of Father God with the freedom of inferiority, insecurity, hanging your head and thinking that you're no good and begging God for crumbs. No, that is not our heritage. That's not our inheritance because we're not just these lowly little sinners any longer. But he he says, I'm going to take you. You were a sinner, but my son became sin. He became you. He became the bent and the proclivities and all the the tendencies to go a certain direction. He he became even the desire why you even want to do it. He he became all that, the very essence of sin. And he, he was punished. My wrath, my holiness was poured out upon that sin until my holiness was satisfied. But he gave you his righteousness, his right standing with me. He's never done anything wrong. He is pure. He is holy. He's righteous. He's sanctified. He's consecrated. And when you begin to step into your righteousness, you begin to realize with confidence that you can go into his presence using the name and the blood of Jesus. Hey, Dad, I'm here. What do you want to pray about today? Thank you for listening to this message by Pastor Teresa Verdecchio of New Destiny Christian Center. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us online at www.newdestinychristiancenter.com.